Good morning and God bless. I'm Dominique Dupree with this show. It's called First Things First. And my first thing, always giving thanks, giving praises, and asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders, and getting it started. Let's go, let's go. It seems to be a busy day around here, an extra busy day. Uh, It's a talking point Tuesday for those new to this space. Here's what we do. Hour one, we usually look local. Hour two, national, international, and beyond. And in the third hour, we do a deep dive with a person or persons of interest. Today, it is, well, you know, I told you it's election season. So topsy-turvy, maybe I shouldn't even tell you what the norm is because everything's going to be kind of like put in the blender and it's about to be first things first, KBLA Talk 1580 smoothie. Um, We have some candidates for you to meet today. Uh, We are going to be hearing from Mark Carter out of Chicago. He's leading this anti-immigrant, but also pro-black kind of uh, movement there. Be interesting to unpack that. One of my Republican uh, colleagues for a a Talking Point Tuesday kind of vibe. And then we'll be hearing from candidates. You're invited in every hour, 800-920-1580, and some at least one surprise that I have in store for you, which I'm not going to tell you because I feel like every time I do that, I jinx it. And then I look like I am lying to you and I don't want to do that. Why was I laughing? Because who comes out the house with wet hair in the middle of a storm? But you know what? Um, (laughs) That sometimes, you, you know, that storm be making you, making the hair get a life of its own and do all kinds of wild things. Anyway, happy Tuesday. I'm excited because we've got a lot of good information for you. We talked about the KBLA Talk 1580 survey yesterday, and we'll be delving a little bit more into that as the days go by. I love, love, love that we, yes, you, me, Tavis Smiley, and your KBLA delegation um, is really stepping up and starting to... um, Find ways to be heard. Find ways for your your voices, our voices to be heard on this radio station and beyond. So it's exciting, and, and, and especially when it comes to weighing in on some of these races because, man, we got some important things before us, not the least of which is the district attorney's race, which is well covered. If you haven't seen that data, go to kbla1580.com, and you can hear all about it. Okay, so what's going on right now, though, Dominique? Well, it's an exciting week. It's not just, um, uh, it's not all politics. Some of it is about the arts. It's always the arts. We are here in um, in uh, Los Angeles. We broadcast from Los Angeles, California, uh, Lamert Park, Africatown, USA. And right up the street is an amazing um thing known as the Pan-African Film and Arts Festival. I want to say it right because I feel like I sometimes forget to give love to the arts uh, piece of it. And it's a really important uh, piece of it. Art, fine art, uh, crafts, shopping. It's a whole vibe. If you haven't been there, I suggest you go. It's coming up. And joining me this morning is the executive director of that festival. He's an international cultural, political, and legal consultant specializing in Pan-African affairs. He's been 
the executive director of PATH um, since it started back in 1992. He served on the California uh, Film Commission for a time. He's a permanent member of the jury for the annual Africa Movie Academy Awards, which is in Lagos. I got to go to that one here. That sounds so, so fun. Um, He's had a, a stack of honors, including the California Legislative Black Caucus honoring for him, him for his work as co-founder and executive director. Okay, that's what happens when I don't put <clears throat> my phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, anyway, uh, he's joining. <laughs> he's going to be joining us uh, right now. I'm not sure what's going on with all these phone calls this morning. Maybe it's the rain and the confusion. But um, we're going to find out what's um, what's new at the Pan-African Film Festival. And um, it's a lot. There's a lot of great things going on this year. There's always more than just film screenings. There are, um, there are all kinds of panel discussions where you could find out, um, you know, how to get into the industry. There is... Um, opportunities to meet filmmakers because they have panel discussions after the film there the films there is uh an amazing amount uh, of of opportunity to to get kind of a foot into the industry and also see films that before they come out okay we're having some kind of uh, uh some kind of uh, confusion here i'm not sure what's happening with these phone lines maybe it's a a rain cross up, but we are going to get it straightened out. Um, and we will have, uh, uh, director Babu on the air shortly. Um, it's been a wild, wild time. And, you know, a lot of people that I know are without power, a lot of people, um, dealing with mudslides and, um, just, I know people on the on the East Coast like to make fun of us because we're, you know, punks when it comes to the rain. But this is not that, right? This is pretty serious. Um, people, a lot of people over here in uh, what we like to call the Black Beverly Hills and surrounding areas dealing with mudslides, um, homes being ruined or, or greatly damaged. Um, obviously, it's not just in historically black areas. There's a you know, a lot of flooding going on in the valley um, and throughout L.A. This uh, what they call life threatening atmospheric river and people laugh and say, yeah, it's just rain. And I get that. But this is a lot of rain all at once. A lot of people's roofs springing leaks. Um, one friend of mine has mud in almost every room in her house because it just slid down the hill and uh, came in the door, um, you know, even my house sprung a leak. Um, and, you know, we had to cover it up with tarps and things because you can't exactly um, fix your roof in the middle of a storm like this. And today is uh, is another heavy rain day. Now, we're, what I'm reading is that this is going to <clears throat> continue off and on throughout the week, but much lighter that today... Um, as far as we know, is uh, the brunt of it. Um, and, you know, we'll see more rain through Wednesday. We're going to continue uh, to see um, intermittent rain. But um, through Wednesday, um, it's it's a little heavier. And today is supposed to be the brunt of it. So if you can find a way 
to not travel, then I would suggest that. A state of emergency has been declared in the state and a local emergency declaration here um, in L.A., the city of L.A. by Mayor Karen Bass. You know, and it's all, I mean, they're talking about all the different factors that create this sort of a wild storm that we've been having with El Nino and the climate emergency. Um, what they And they got all these names, which make it sound dumb, right? Bomb, cyclone, atmospheric river, storm watch. But the fact is, um, it, it's pretty intense. And uh, if you can find, if you can postpone whatever it is you had to do until Thursday, or if you can do it from home, um, today is, is another day to do that. Um, Believe it or not, with all the flooding and stuff, we actually so far have handled this better than uh, I think than last year when we got hit with the super, super heavy um, 4.1 inches of rain just Sunday alone. That is um, more than an inch and a half past any previous record. It's serious business. Um, Some some parts of the county saw 10 inches. But it seems like the work that was done last year on the drainage systems um, has definitely helped. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of damage. There's freeways, freeways closed. There's all kinds of, um, you know, flooding. Uh, people's uh, vehicles washed away or totally flooded out. But um, the flooding of streets and uh, freeways is Right now I'm talking, I, I'm reading this data, but I'm also seeing it with my own eyes. It's not anywhere near what we dealt with last year when we got hit with this intensity of storm, um, where actually even driving to work in Lamert Park, some of the roads were just rivers. And they it's supposed to be, what, two, three inches of rain that can take your car out, right, Miles? Yeah, he says, yeah. So um, you're not meant to drive in those, so, you know, you got to go to the high ground, all that stuff. Well, um it's even getting to work today was a lot better than it has been through a lot of the heavy storms uh, last year. So what I'm being told is that the work that's been done um, is making a difference, even though, you know, LA Fire Department responding to 130 incidents where people are just flooded out um, and almost 50 mud and debris flows, structural fires, water rescues. I mean, it's it's just a lot. Um, 800-920-1580 is the number if you want to weigh in today. Um, we're going to be talking Pan-African Film Festival. When we come forward, you know where you are. Please stay safe, stay, stay dry. If you need help, call 311 or 211. Those are the non-emergency lines that can give you information to find the kind of help that you need. Um, please don't don't laugh it off because um, it's just not worth it. Uh, this this storm right here, I don't care how much they're laughing at us. It is no joke. I'm Dominique DePrima, and you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More first things first with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right, right now, now uh, it's it's the Pan-African Film Festival around here. Then it's not. We're, uh, we're <laughs> struggling through a rainy day technical difficulties. But we have it together now. And I'm really excited uh, to welcome on the air this morning. I already did 
uh, his credentials and such. Uh, Yuko Babu, the uh, one of the founders and the executive director of the Pan African Film Festival. Welcome, Babu. Good morning. We did it. Woohoo! Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. You sound great. And your friend is yeah. on the other line, actor, director, uh, filmmaker, um, and I'm you know, he is actually closing out the film festival this year. Um, he's got so many uh, kind of like you, Babu, so many credits that we could um spend all day reading a bio, but I want to <laughs> welcome Melvin Van Peebles. Good morning. And Mar oh, Mario I'm tripping. Mario Van Peebles. Okay. Uh hey, but <laughs> You know, I'll, t I'll take either one of those. Man. Yeah, you I'll, know I'll what? Represent, I represent pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to do the same for my pops. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No doubt. I <laughs> no, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's cool. It's, it's, it's interesting when you when you you have a legacy that <laughs> continues and, and the, the, the quality and what the work does uh, continues. So then it's all good. You, I, I tell you a quick story. I was with my dad in New York. And this brother came up to us. Uh, he had long silver dreads, and he said, "Mr. Van Peebles, I love your work." And so both me uh, and Mario <laughs> and my dad Melvin turned turned around, and, and so we both were like. And he said, "No, I'm talking to both of you." He said, "Listen, let me tell you." He said, "I'm a fan. I'm not a groupie. Sometimes I go to the movies, <laughs> and I'm okay. I'm entertained." He said, "And then sometimes I go to the movies and I learn something." And then he said, and sometimes, rarely, I go to the movies and I come out proud to be a person of color. Mm. And with your two movies, your movies, I get all three. And I was like, well, that's it. So I'll call me what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Van Peebles, maybe I should stick to that like that dude did. But um, it, it, <laughs> is that ever pressure, though? I mean, I, I remember a period of time where I never wanted to write anything because I thought it would be compared to my dad. And everyone would say, ah, oh, she's super whack. <laughs> right. You know, um, I, I came at it a different way, I suppose. Um, see, I, I think my this one thing about the New West. I have a New Western called Outlaw Posse. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of wrote. I kind of wrote it with a thinking of the Johnny Cash song, "A Boy Named Sue," where where the boy really didn't really consciously like his father until later in life. Right? <laughs> so so my, my dad was such a, a uh, hard ass that I he made it easy to to he said he said you may not always like me but if I'm right eighty percent of the time you better learn this shit <laughs> <laughs> wow so, so 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 I had you know he was I called him my paternal fascist but by the time <laughs> you know Mark Twain also had a Mark Twain had a quote where he said oh, all my life my father was an idiot and at twenty one he was a genius meaning that. By the time I understood and tried to walk in those shoes and do some of those things, everything he had taught me to do made sense, and I was well-equipped to do what I do and do what I love for a living now. So, of course, as time went on, I had more and more respect and admiration. But, it, you know, sometimes growing up, I didn't understand all the, all the battles. I had, a, I had a, sort of an understanding of the war. So, yes, later on I did. But by then, it was too late. I, I knew stuff. I'd already been in the room. I'd grown up doing it. I'd been carrying cables and, you know, working for free and doing all that stuff long enough that I, I had a good idea of what my voice would be. 
Yeah. So, well, congrats yeah, on the on, on the closing uh, night uh, screening, Outlaw Posse. Um, Ayuko Babu, you've got well, it's it's you, it's your usual mo, but you've got quite a lineup of films uh, this year. Um, and talk to me about this one. Talk to me about the closing night screening, and uh, you know wh- why uh, we should all be running out to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, obviously, the closing night screening is Outlaw Posse, uh, the Mario's film. It's a fabulous adventure. It's sprawling. It's, it's the cowboy shoot 'em up, and with a lot of information, and if you walk away with a whole bunch of understanding of all of the different en- energies you got when you grew up looking at cowboy films, as well as films about America. It's a fabulous film. Don't miss it. Not only is it it's the closed night, we're going to do it a couple of times. <clears throat> so be sure and go on our website, which is p- www.paff.org. I'll repeat that again, www.paff.org, and scroll to the closing night film. You'll see the description. You'll see the times. Everything will be right there, as well as the rest of the film. Uh, we also have an incredible centerpiece, a sprawling love story, adventure story, a political story uh, from Ethiopia, uh, the great land of Punt. Uh, it's called For the Love of the Mother Country. It's a story of love caught between the revo- during the revolution times in Ethiopia. And it's unbelievable. Starting some of the greatest Ethiopian actors, they're all coming in. For that, that's the centerpiece called for the love of the mother country, and that's going to be shown several different times. Again, go on the website paff.org and scroll down to for the love of the mother country, and you'll see the time. Don't miss it, and all the stars will be here uh, from Ethiopia. Ethiopia's had a long history of making films, long history of producing films, long history of having a movie theater. So they have a big, huge group of people who do films. He was here a few years ago at the show. He gave the the director, and he did uh, Triangle Coming to America by the Immigration, if you remember that film. So come out and see that. Well, and that's one of the fun things about the Pan-African Film Festival. You meet people. You really meet people from all over the world. You meet filmmakers, um, fine artists, and, and craftspersons, and that's part of what makes it fun. Mario Van Peebles, you were one of the you know early filmmakers in on the in the, on, black filmmakers <laughs> on the Western side. I mean, you know, um, Posse was, you know, back then we, we didn't even get Westerns. We didn't, we, we had so few options, um, compared to today in terms of content. Um, and that was a huge hit and it was a groundbreaking film for you. Um, what what made you say you know what I'm I'm gonna revisit? Uh, it's not fair for me to ask you this question because we have only a, a minute until news traffic and sports, but we can continue it on the other side. Um, what made yeah, you no, say I, I'm gonna revisit this um, this genre? Well, I, I um, people kept asking me to do another western. When I did Posse, I got to do it with my father, yeah, uh, Melvin, and I didn't have kids back then. And now, this time around, my dad's no longer with us, but I get to do it with my son. And part of what I wanted to show was, you know, it's a line that Whoopi Goldberg plays Stagecoach Mary in this movie, and, and I love Poppy. <laughs> and she says something to my son when we get up on the stagecoach. He says, you know, you're lucky. And he says, why? 
And she says, you're the first generation of, of black boys that can have a black father. Back in 1863, until the Emancipation Proclamation, you couldn't legally be a black father because the white slave owner made all the decisions for the children. They kept the mother to nurse the product, but they'd often get rid of the dad. You couldn't be a black father. Mm. So you're the first generation. So we just had, you know, until then, we didn't even have a father game. You know what I mean? So we've been, so I thought, interesting cinema, that historically we couldn't be black fathers, and yet here you have a legit on-screen black father, black son, black father, black son. Mm. <laughs> so wow. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. We're talking with Ayuko Babu, a director of the Pan-African Film Festival, and Mario Van Peebles. Uh, I'm Dominique DePrima for KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. It's my pleasure to have you here. Uh, we, you know, there's n- nothing uh, that really shines to me as far as um, black creative uh, Los Angeles, like the Pan-African Film Festival. And I, I shouldn't just say Los Angeles because it's worldwide, but it's here in Los Angeles. So that makes it, you know, just a great moment for folks. You get to hear uh, from people that you might not otherwise have access to. You get to see films before they get their distribution deals or before they're widely released. And you can learn so much about the world as well as uh, just have fun and uh, buy earrings. I like to buy earrings at <laughs> the African Film Festival. I'm talking now with uh, filmmaker uh, Mario Van Peebles and the festival director Ayuko Babu. Um, and uh, happy belated birthday to you, Mr. Van Peebles. And um, man, yeah. you're busy, huh? You're busy, busy, yeah, busy. Yeah, well, this is the, this is the, the thing. I'm, I'm getting to do what I love doing, which is I would say the three loves in life, love what you do, love and enjoy the folks you do it with, and love what you get to say with your work. And if those three chakras line up, you're, you're, you're rich no matter what the paycheck is. <laughs> but, I, but I, you know, it, in, doing, in doing out La Posse, one of the reasons you asked me before the break was, why do out La Posse, the Western yeah. I have coming out, we're closing night at the film festival. But by the way, that's uh, February 18th, we're closing night at the film festival. And then out La Posse opens everywhere in theaters on March 1st. But oh, one, of the, wow. one of the things was that I felt like right now, um, America is so divided. You know, you got some folks watching CNN and MSNBC and some other folks, bless them, are watching uh, Fox News or whatever that stuff is. And so we no longer have the same facts. But we will all watch a Western if we're all invited and if you make the gumbo with love. And when I was looking at the real history of the West, long before women could vote, you had Stagecoach Mary, who was a badass sister with a shotgun and a cigar, running her own stagecoach line up through Montana. So I said, okay, who could play her? And Whoopi Goldberg stepped forward and said, I'm playing Stagecoach Mary. Don't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I said, well, let's, let's, now we got to do, you know, we had, I had Posse years ago, but now Outlaw Posse, we got some bad sisters in the saddle, you know, and we got, we got John Carroll Lynch. Uh, you know, and, and w- so we have a mixed, a racially mixed group, and we use our diversity as a strength. And I thought, wouldn't it be dope if America could come together, you know, and, 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 and watch something that makes us think, where you could watch a movie that would make you laugh and, and thrill you, and you'll enjoy the ride, 
but really let's bring things up in the context of a movie that we're afraid to bring up in front of each other anymore. Mm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, so can we start a dialogue on screen that might help us off screen in our lives? We go, you mean when America was young and we were building this country, we had the opportunity to see these folks together. You had Edward James almost. You had some Latino brothers and sisters. You had obviously our Native American brothers and sisters, and see us all. And at the end of the Outlaw Posse, you think, oh, it's just a crazy movie. But at the end, when Babu saw it, he commented around the end, you see the real people that they're playing, and they look like the real people they're playing. Wow. So we were really there historically. You know, a lot of folks don't know. They, call, they called black men boys no matter how old they were. And so they would give them the, the roughest job. Take care of the horses, boy. Take care of the cow, boy. And that's how the name cowboy came to exist. The white guys like being called Rough Riders. So there's a lot of history we don't know and we get to see. Uh, DC Young flies in it. Cedric the Entertainer is in it. I mean, we got everyone. Alan Payne from New Jack City. This brother comes into the movie. So we, we mixed it up with everybody, man. And, and so it was just time to, 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 to kick some ass and have some fun in the West collectively. And like I said, make it with love. <laughs> um, Mario uh, is kind of referring to uh, you know your reaction, Babu, when you saw it. What did you, what happened? <laughs> what did you say? Well, I said, "What well, you know?" It took me back to Cheyenne. I'm from Cheyenne, Wyoming, where all the bad cowboys were. <laughs> you know, and we yeah. used to see them. You know, we were really little little kids, and they all a lot of the black cowboys in his movie. They lived up in the hills in Wyoming. We'd come down to Cheyenne to the black community once a week, once a year, and we got a chance to see all those people he's talking about in person. Uh, all these people, uh, their children were still up in those hills in Wyoming, and it was just unbelievable to see them come down once a year out of the hills and uh, walk around and smoke a cigar. And, you know, they, all <laughs> so it, had, it transported you they back. Like That's, had, yeah. They, they looked like they had pistols on when I saw them as a kid, you know. Yeah. And it's real. That we I got mean, in the movie. This film is yeah. real. This film is real. When I, the people I saw in Cheyenne when I grew up is those people. Same thing with Indians. I have, was lucky to see Red Cloud's son at the, in, the, in Cheyenne at the, at, the, at, the, at the rodeo and parade, and he rode down the, down the street in the parade and we were a bunch of black kids standing there, and uh, he turned and came to us and kneeled and looked at us with a look and said, now look, this is what they did to me, don't let it happen to you. I saw that in Cheyenne in 1953. Wow. Wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we have that history, but the other thing was I wanted to make sure is that this is not, this is a fun movie, you know, and, and, and in the tradition of Posse, this is, a, this is an action shoot 'em up and and I find like this sometimes if you can make edutainment, yeah. you can have a lot of fun with it and yet tell the truth. And you know, look, it, it's something when we when we did Posse, man, um, we started out. Woody Strode played the the role of the the tribe elder in Posse, and Woody had the line where he said, you know, history's a funny thing. They got us believing Columbus discovered America, but the Native Americans were already here. So that's like me discovering your car and putting my flag on your car. Right. They call you an evil man savage if you don't get out your car quick enough. 
Well, that ain't nothing but gangster, but we know all about that. You know what I mean? And so when you see history done by us, it's our story, not just his story. And when you include all of us in it, it's pretty, you get some wild stuff, man. Um, Edward James almost plays a great role. I mean, just the, la- the layers you get to see is a lot of fun. And the thing is, I always say this, my family is in the business of making movies, right? That, that mm-hmm. entertain. But Babu's family is in the business of giving those movies a platform. And you are in the business of giving us both a voice. And we, it's a triumphant. We all need each other to make this work. No one of us is an island. And so if I can make a picture that says something and Babu can display it and you can get us on and talk about it, then the people can find it. And then we could all collectively, we light our candles, bring the dawn. There you go. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot there, but uh, yeah, it's a great point. How, how is that um, working with, with your kid? Um, did that um, transport was, you yeah, we, we, <laughs> oh, yeah, to yeah, working yeah, with yeah. your dad? But, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, you know, he knows to come early, leave late, uh, work a little <laughs> harder, represent a little bit more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more user friendly than I'm, than my father was. But my son Mandela, you know, he 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 also loved being because he grew grew up. Check it out for him, his perspective. He grew up seeing his dad and his father as cowboys in posse, and and the dream was was his to ride horses and do do right. Dad and granddad blue. together, right, right, right. Yeah, totally. So he grew up. So he said, he said, I get to be on the, the stagecoach, Mary, and be up there on the stagecoach with Whoopi and give my dad a hard time and get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, though. No, it's, yeah, it's pretty fun, man. Yeah, um, well, I mean, and it seems a little bit like you found a sweet spot here. I'm reading about this, um, the Prize for Freedom. I, I'm assuming you're working on that right now. Uh, and then the, yeah. s- the series, the beat goes on, like kind of timed with this election year. It seems like maybe you found a sweet spot of doing fun and, well, what you call it, edutainment. Yeah. Well, because p- part of it is, you know, we, and it's, it's something that comes up even in Outlaw Posse is that, you know, democracy is like a car. If you take your foot off the gas, this thing will slow down. And sometimes we get a little complacent. We got to remember, man, hey, dude, we got a big election coming up, right? And, yeah, both candidates may be a little old, but one is old and crazy and a fast, and one is old and civil and hires more qualified, diverse people of color than ever before. I don't think the choice is a hard one to make. I don't. I don't want crazy. And the economy is doing better. And hey, man, I would rather have a cat who knows what he's doing. Got the first female black president. Hey, hey, let's do. Let's go with that. I'm. I'm happy with that. Uh, you know, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. That's what I say. Mm, so. Yeah. Well, um, Babu, I mean, you, I think what you've done with the film festival is exactly, um, you know, what Mario Van Peebles is saying is you've provided an outlet. I mean, it's still super important. But when you started this, there was almost nowhere to go to get this material. We didn't right. have YouTube. We didn't have, you know, 50 million streaming channels. Um, and I can just, I can't even imagine the number of projects that have come through the pipeline that would never have gotten a shot if it wasn't for the Pan-African Film Festival. Yeah, absolutely. That was from the very beginning. We wanted to provide that kind of voice for young filmmakers, uh, 
across the board, and it is played off. I mean, it, it, it really we saw we were very proud of a lot of films. Uh, since we did uh, Warrior King, uh, came through our festival. Uh, Jada uh, Bethwood, I see I always pronounce her name correctly. Gina Bethwood. Oh, Bethwood, yeah, uh, yeah. Came through our festival. Uh, folks like that. So. Ava DuVernay was, our, by the way, Ava was our, our publicist originally, and she had her first short, first film on about the good life, uh, a uh, poetry spot on Crenshaw in our festival. So we've been very lucky to have folks like that come through. And then Heidi Garima, Sankofa, we ran Sankofa for three straight months at the Imagine Johnson Theaters at that time. Wow. And made it a big So it's been, been, been a wonderful experience and exposure for me and I hope uh, everybody who came through and picked up that and went on uh, a lot of filmmakers have seen these kind of films been you know stimulated and excited to go ahead and make films how many films do you have this year Babu approximately over 200 woo we got our <laughs> we got our plate cut out for us February 6th through the 19th 210 films wow and what what we try to do is that, as as you know, uh, what guides us is this: as a result of the slave trade and colonization, we've been spread all over the planet. And as a result, and it's been two hundred years. So we sometimes forget that a little bit of our story is spread everywhere. And unless you put everybody's story together, you don't really get a clear understanding of who we are. You get caught up with what particular area you're from. So therefore, you get a, you know, as a result, you get a little bit from Haiti, a little bit from New York, a little bit from Mississippi, a little bit from Nigeria, a little bit from Papua New Guinea, a little bit from Colombia down there where Mario is now down in Colombia. So you put all those different black folk stories together, and you say, yeah, you need to begin to have a real big understanding of that. Well, um, for someone like you, um, Mario Van Peebles, who's, you know, obviously well-established in the business, you don't have to be pushing films or, you know, any of the st- stuff that startup folks he's talking about have to. What What is that experience like for you? I mean, I noticed that a lot of, you know, powerful black uh, movers and shakers in the industry keep coming back um, to the uh, Pan-African Film Festival. So what's that experience for you? Oh. Okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, first of all, I don't want to get it, uh, get it twisted for anybody. I made Outlaw Posse independently because often if you, if you take the studio's money, you have to take the studio's line. Mm. And in my film, a lot of films, I stay true to a line that is not about what, what the banks want to hear, right? You can't make supersize me and take mcdonald's money you feel me <laughs> so i made outlaw Pos- I, I didn't i didn't take studio money to make outlaw Posse. Okay. i did it independently you know what i mean so that's why it's so important to get that word of mouth out truly independent and and but i've grown up doing that but here's the thing is that a lot of times what happens is when you've had deep colonization i was i'm hearing as bamboo mentioned i'm in Colombia, right and there's a part uh, uh called palinque where the a lot of enslaved folks uh, ran away and got they took their freedom basically, and the Spaniards couldn't couldn't get them back, and so they finally said, "Well, hell with it. We will let y'all keep your freedom on the condition you keep a white church there." So 
they still had as long as we keep a white looking a deity in in the town, well, you you can have your freedom. So there, there's this sense that, as Franz Fanon said, one good preacher can do the work of a hundred soldiers. And the first play, way to free your mind is to control your imagery. The modern day colonizer doesn't put chains on the body; they're on your mind. And what Babu does is shows us imagery of freedom from different parts of the diaspora, you know, all over. And when you line that up, it makes a hell of a quilt. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And so what's, what's so important is sometimes we get confused and we, 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 you know, Malcolm said freedom by any means necessary. But later on, some poor rappers get it twisted and they say, no, no, just get paid by any means necessary. But what happens is when you confuse freedom with money, you start to honor, honor money. So there are other film festivals and award ceremonies that are supposed to be about our image, but about money. When you, and you, you say, well, if it made money, it must be, uh, be top notch. No, crack makes money. It's not good for you. Fossil fuels make money, but they'll kill you. What Babu shows you is actually films that have nutritional value for us as a people. Not just someone said, oh, he put on a dress, or he made money doing that, or he made... No, no, no. These are films that actually elevate brothers and sisters and make us think consciously. And, and that's a whole different level. And so that's why we go back to the Pan-African is because even in this, what, 30th year now, Babu, or something like that? He's called, he stayed true to the integrity of the, the the mission statement, which was put some stuff out there that makes us think, that that entertains us, and yes, makes us proud and shows us three dimensionally. If you can't see Outlaw Posse for the closing night, you can see it Sunday, February 18th at 7 p.m. or Sunday, February 18th at 7:40 p.m. You got uh, you got options. Uh, go to paff. Dot org, a Pan-African Film and Arts Festival, is um, coming up actually tomorrow. Ayuko Babu, co-founder and actor-director, producer Mario Van Peebles are my guests. We'll continue the conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Listen up. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back indeed. I'm Dominique Dupreme and I'm talking with uh, Pan-African Film Festival director and co-founder Ayuko Babu and filmmaker, producer, activist, actor Mario Van Peebles. I started out calling you Melvin, which is your dad's name. Um, Babu's got a film in this festival about my dad, Amiri Baraka, which he was kind enough to let me see. Um uh, and which you can also see uh, called um, Sing Fight, Sing Fight. I think that's the right name for it. Um, and and Babu, your own child is now. Well, he's not a child. <laughs> your your grown uh, child is now a big, big part of of putting that festival together. So we got some intergenerational vibrations going on around here this morning, Babu. Yes. Uh trying to pass it down to the next generation and like Mario was with, with Melvin, uh, my son said that, uh, Hey, you know, like I've been passing out flyers since I was seven. So I've been, I've been, been, been on, on the job since seven. So he is, uh, is one of our, you know, emerging directors of the festival and is one of the people that's on the committee picking the films and doing behind work. He, he's been talking with Mario and, trying to make sure the festival does what it's supposed to do. So he has caught the energy, the bug, and wants to be part of the storytelling process. And uh, he's 
doing it. You know, we're excited about it. And uh, he's been in touch with Mario. And in fact, he talks to Mario more than that because they talk to hip hop. You know, I'm still trying to get past <laughs> miles. <laughs> well, I love that. I, you know, um, Mario, I have this, I'm always saying, I have this theory that a lot of us who end up being activists in whatever our field is, right, or edutainers, uh, even politicians, in the African-American community, a lot of us are multi-generational. People just don't know about it. You think about, you know, Martin Luther King. He comes from an activist family. Uh, Malcolm X, same thing. Uh, we don't just come from out of nowhere. Um, and, and I think, you know, maybe you can speak on that a little bit because so many folks, you know, love you, love your dad. And I, 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 I'm assuming we're going to be loving um, Mandela, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mandela, my son Michaela is producing. Um, my daughter Morgana is a filmmaker and an actor uh, as well. She's on the Wilderness series. Mandela's on. Uh, he plays a he plays a Black Panther who was turned into a vampire uh, because he decides that you know the arc of history might bend towards justice, but it takes too dang long. So being a vampire, <laughs> he gets to see it all. He plays that on Regi Reginald the Vampire, and he, he's the, also the love coach on Reginald the Vampire. So it's, a, it's sort of a funny one. So he, he's been acting for a while. Yeah, so I think, I think part of it is, um, you know, what, for us, when you grow up on a, on a farm, you learn a little bit about, you know, riding horses and plowing and planting seeds and all that. Well, when you grow up in a filmmaking family like ours, you learn about editing, and directing, and acting. And so you get a front row seat on how it's put together. And once you can understand how, uh, how film can affect people, or how being in news can affect people, or how being a griot, and what stories we tell about us in a world that has not been conditioned to tell our stories, then you can sort of say, okay, how can we... And here's the thing. It, it, and I know all three of us have to deal with it. Babu, yourself, myself, and all of our fathers had to deal with it. And that is this. The biggest thing they did to us as a people was make it illegal to educate us. Because you gotta get, you got to learn to read so that you can learn, then you can read to learn, right? you got to learn to read so that you can get, get access to the history. So once you understand that a large part of our audience is not ex educated, you go, oh, wow, y'all don't know, bro. Y'all didn't know about Palenque. Y'all didn't know about Ethiopia. And so you, you wind up telling the stories and people go, I want to know those. I want to know what's happening. And so it's almost, it, it, it's just sort of, you fall into it because you have access to knowledge because you saw mom do it or pop do it. And now it's impossible to not to keep that repressed in yourself. You know what I mean? So you wind up being a griot on some level, even if it's on just a one-to-one -one level, you wind up saying, here's the truth, and you should look at this perspective. So I think, I think it's kind of natural in, in some ways. It doesn't mean we're all going to be, you know, just because my dad did this, that I'm going to be able to do that as well. That's a whole different game. Right. Oh, hopefully we adapt it or, you know, whatever we bring our own ashe to the table. Um, it's, it's always fun to talk with you, uh, Mario Van Peebles. You always got so much going on. I'm looking forward to seeing Outlaw Posse closing night at Pan-African Film Festival. Ayuko Babu, thank you, thank you, thank you for decades of just bringing us an amazing way to understand history and the world through film and art. Thank you very much. Come out and enjoy yourself. We're going to be there for about 10, 15 days. Uh, again, go on our website, 
paff.org, and you will you will be able to see a description of the films, the time of the films, the whole thing. As well as we got artists, we got about a hundred major painters, artists, clothes designers, and jewelers that brought all over the world in the mall next door. It's only ten minutes from from the ten freeway. Just go down Crenshaw and King and Crenshaw, and you will be able to go around the world for us for about. A few days. Actually opens today, February 6th through the 19th, the Pan-African Film Festival. Ayuko, Babu, and Mario Van Peebles, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, sister, for having us on. Thank you. And you, you know, thank I got so to spend much. some good time with your pop, too. I don't know if you know that. I spent a lot of time with your dad doing a documentary with him. Yes, I saw that, um, and, I, and I thank you for that, by the way. Yes, great work. Of course. Thank you for okay, including you. him.